Hi, this is Jeffrey Craner. And this is Joseph Fink with the 10-Minute Writers' Workshop. And I'm Virginia Prescott. The 10-Minute Writers' Workshop took a trip to the Boston Book Festival this fall. It's kind of burning man for book lovers out there on Copley Square. I was there to interview Jeffrey Craner and Joseph Fink, the creators of the Welcome to Night Vale podcast. It is a full-on cult sensation that has been described as a prairie home companion meets Twin Peaks. Craner and Fink are also New York Times bestselling authors, and we arrived for an onstage interview at Emanuel Church to talk with them about It Devours, their second novel based on the podcast. Fans were lined up outside on the sidewalk. We asked a few of them what they like so much about Welcome to Night Vale. So many reasons. It's just weird. I love that it's horror, but it's very existential. Things are not as they seem. (laughs) First of all, I love that it has really good queer representation. And that's not something they intended from the beginning, but when they realized that was something that their fans wanted and something that was important, they really rolled with it. I find enjoyment in the dark humor and the storytelling, the world building. It's very much what I feel the world needs. Like, fiction doesn't have to be straightforward. It's beautiful in its ambiguity because it can touch everyone very personally. Before we hit the stage, we hit Craner and Fink up to talk about their creative process for writing the podcast episodes and the novels. I asked if they begin with an idea in mind or just get together and go. Usually one of us already has some idea in their mind of maybe a phrase or a word or a character or a place they want to focus on. And usually at 2,500 words, it's simplest and most efficient for one person to write the episode and then to pass it on to the other for editing. So typically we kind of follow an alternating episode style. Of course, that changes uh, because it is a narrative serial. So there are like bigger plot things we have to address. And those usually come in just one-on-one meetings with each other to decide where we need to go with the overall story. When I'm starting an initial draft, it can come from any number of things. But one thing I did do recently that I really enjoyed was I just made a list of everything in Night Vale I hadn't written about in a while and wanted to. And then I um, used a random number generator to choose four of them and then built a three-part story around the four things that were randomly chosen. And uh, it's, it's a story I really like, and it was a really enjoyable process to do that. So since one of you writes, you sort of present it to the other person, does it get edited by the other, or do you talk about it after that? Yeah, there's always, the editing process can vary anywhere between, this looks great, I added a couple of jokes on the second and third pages, so just make sure you're cool with that and sign off, Uh, all the way up to just like more long, bigger picture questions. Like, I'm not sure you mentioned this character at the beginning, but it doesn't seem to go anywhere with their arc. So can you elaborate? Did you mean to do that? Things like that. Um, And so sometimes there's a little bit more of a back and forth, but yeah, there's always a sense of just making sure we're both read through it and signed off on it. Has this changed over the years? Is this how it all started and you've stuck with it or how's the process changed? Basically, it's solidified, I would say. Um, You know, we we started out uh, about seven years ago, a little over seven years ago, writing a play together. You know, we would talk and then we would kind of go separate ways and do some writing exercises. there would kind of be like a writing assignment for the next time we met, have have something follows these rules written, and then we sort of built, started building out a structure from that. Um, and it gradually turned into this thing of writing separately and then switching and editing. Uh, the initial Night Vale episodes, probably the first, I don't know, 15 or so, maybe the first year, um, we did a lot of, uh, we just had this shared document that just had all of the Night Vale writing we had both written on it. And then when it came time to do an episode, you would grab 
from either. So, so episodes would be a mix of each person's initial drafts, you know, an ad from one person, a traffic report from another. Um, and then gradually it just became easier because they're so short uh, to just write the initial draft of the whole thing yourself. And that also allows you to do things like tying the interstitial bits with the main story or making them just thematically appropriate. But I mean, we, we use the same format of writing, whether we're writing a novel or a podcast episode. Well, now you have this huge audience. And I'm wondering, you know, sometimes for writers that is liberating because you know you have people that appreciate your work. For others, there's a lot of expectation and that can kind of cramp things. I wonder what that experience has been like for you guys. I mean, nothing really prepares you for that. When, when it first happened, there was, Joseph and I still were working our day jobs, and it was really weird, and we didn't know where the, uh, this large, large audience was coming from. And so we found ourselves being like talked about on forums and on Tumblr and on Twitter in a way that like, it was like you're a celebrity, but you're not because you still have this day job because there's not really always a connection between uh, making enough money to have a full-time job and being well-known for what you do. Uh, but, you know, like over time, uh, it's been really great. You don't, a lot of people don't get to choose the audience that follows them. And we've had a really delightful audience and we've learned a lot from them. We're also very confident in what we make. We set out to make a show we wanted to hear and that is what became popular. So uh, we sort of like keep that boundary there in terms of like, we're not scouring message boards to look for ideas or what do people want to hear let's write to that because I feel like you get yourself in a lot of trouble when you start playing with uh, pandering to an audience or even feeding a demographic. Well and you also have been doing a live shows of Welcome to Night Vale all around the world which is in just amazing audiences people really excited about it and I'm wondering how that's different than this is your second novel now writing for a podcast with sound with mm -hmm. you know this kind of live element compared to writing a novel how how does that shift for you? Do you have to get into a different headspace for that? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, everything you write, you need to think about what you're writing it for. You know, with a podcast, you think about how entirely about how it sounds. So with a podcast script, uh, I will act it out uh, two or three times out loud, just to get a sense of what that sounds like and find any sticking points. Uh, with a live show, you're really looking for the audience's energy. You're constantly thinking about where is the audience right now and where do I want to take them next? And so how am I going to do that? And then, um, with a podcast, or excuse me, with a novel, it becomes a lot more about visual rhythm. You know, you can do much longer sentences, you can do much more complex sentences that would be very difficult to act through because they just have so many parts to them. It's the same writing process in a lot of ways, but you just are thinking about the final, the final experience, what, what you want that to be. Yeah, we both, uh, coming out of theater, both have a strong belief that theater has to acknowledge the audience present, that you can't just pretend you're in a fishbowl and ask the audience, please don't tap the glass. Like you, you have to write for that that live experience that we're all in the same room together. There is no actual wall there. Mm -hmm. um, and so we have an actor in Cecil Baldwin, who's the narrator of our podcast and uh, le leads our live shows as well. And uh, he's a classically trained actor and he's really, really amazing at being able to take in the audience energy and push it back out to them. And that sort of give and take is a thing we write to all the time. And, uh, you know, unlike the podcast where you hit upload and it, it just remains the same. I don't think we've, we've ever gone back and edited a podcast or rewritten anything with the stage, uh, the live show scripts. Uh, there is kind of a living, breathing element to that that, that you want to write in a way that is most advantageous to the audience relationship. 
I was wondering about that for Cecil because he's brought so much to that role. You know, does the character of Cecil in your mind change because you've been through this experience of him as a live actor working on the podcast? Absolutely. And also just with his acting on the show itself, you know, we, we, we write uh, characters in certain directions based off of the casting of them. Uh, so much of the Night Vale storyline has been around Cecil and his relationship to Carlos the scientist. And, uh, you know, it was a thing where I don't know at the outset we were like, oh, these two are going to fall in love. Uh, but as we wrote it, the way Cecil, the actor, portrayed his sort of infatuation with Carlos, it was sweet and it was really nice and it sort of made sense to kind of build the character in that way. Uh, so yeah, so we, it's always fun to have actors reading your writing because then you can, with an ongoing story, you can always sort of write and develop to their voice and challenge them in some ways too. The books and Night Vale, uh, the podcast and the novels, fit into this idea of, you know, an American literary tradition of this little towns that aren't quite right. And I'm wondering if there were other books that influenced that sense for you. You know, I'm thinking of Shirley Jackson. I'm thinking of a sort of Southern Gothic tradition in some way, Empire Falls, you know, uh, uh, Watership Down, all these little sort of hamlets where things aren't quite right. And I didn't know if that figures into that for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the Lottery was one of the first short stories that I remember making a huge impact on me. Uh, I quote this a lot, which is Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, too. I read that over and over and over as a kid. And I think that there is that sense of just being lost in a world that doesn't explain itself, I think, has, has always been really like beautiful and funny and scary to me at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I think it, when you live with American fiction, and especially American weird fiction, you do kind of just take in the genre of the weird American small town. Um, and certainly Shirley Jackson is somebody um, who I, I read a lot of as a teenager. Uh, I still think regularly about her writing advice that every single sentence should move the plot forward or reveal something about a character or it shouldn't be in there. Um, a rule I break almost constantly, <laughs> but I do think about it. Um, it's, a, it's a sweet rule uh -huh. that I'd never follow. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot, also a lot of Night Vale for me comes out of uh, out of the theater world we were working in, um, out of single-person storytelling, where you, instead of telling, say, with a show, doing a full cast with a set and trying to make things realistic, you do a thing where I'm just going to stand here and I'm going to tell you a story. And I'm just super fascinated with how interesting that can be and, and how transporting that can be, that a person standing in a room talking to you can feel as immersive as like Phantom of the Opera, chandelier falling on the audience or whatever. I don't understand what happens in the Phantom audience. I, th I, I think they just kill part of the audience mm -hmm. each night. I'm no, not sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, it really is the case that if you have a talented enough writer and performer, that a person just standing on a stage, on a bare stage without a costume, can transport you just as much as as a big Broadway show. Uh, and so, Night Vale partly was an attempt to recreate that. Without hydraulics. <laughs> Without any hydraulics, uh, with a $60 USB microphone in uh, Cecil's Harlem apartment where he had to wait for the dogs outside to stop like barking so he could record. Joseph Fink, Jeffrey Craner, thank you so much. Thank you, Virginia. Thank you, Virginia. Joseph Fink, he and Jeffrey Craner are co-creators of the phenomenally popular Welcome to Nightville podcast and co-authors of the new novel, It Devours. I spoke with them at the Boston Book Festival. The 10-Minute Writers' Workshop is a production of NHPR, produced by Sarah Plourd, with help today from Ben Henry and Taylor Quimby. Music by Dispersion. 
We all hail the glow cloud, and we all could use a little creative boost now and then. So if you'd like to share more helpful writing tips with others, leave a review of the 10-Minute Writers Workshop on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. Until next time, I'm Virginia Prescott. Thanks for listening. 